0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Aphantasia Experiments. It has been a while since my last episode. Uh, I think it was December 22nd, so now it's February. I can't even believe that. It's wild. Um, Time goes by so fast. Um, I've been really busy. I started a new job that I love, that I completely manifested. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it so far. It's in compassionate care. I'll share more about it at a later date, but... uh, I feel like I was kind of made for this role and it's going to um, develop into other things, I'm sure too, which will help me continue to, you know, live in my purpose. So uh, if you feel like you're not living in your own purpose, I get it. I feel you. I understand. It's hard. It's like, how do you figure out what your purpose is? How do you figure out who you're supposed to be in this earth? It's, It's not an easy thing. Um, I'm currently reading a book called The Power of Meaning. It's by a woman named Emily something Smith. I forget the middle name, but it's in the title. It's in her, it's on the cover. Actually, so with my new job, I am driving a lot. And um, I have trouble connecting my phone and have the maps going at the same. And there's like a weird connection Bluetooth issue in my car. So I went to the library, um, cause I'm, I'm doing like really, really long drives. And I was like, how can I keep myself entertained? Podcast, Avi, or uh, audio book or whatever. But because my phone, the connection's doing something funny, I ended up getting an audio, like a audio book on tape, but obviously not tape, cause who has a tape player? Uh, I got an audiobook on CD and it was this power of meeting by Emily something Smith. And I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm not finished yet, but I wanted to kind of go through a couple of things um, because I feel like sometimes I read something and I'm like this, this tiny little bit of information is meant to be shared. Right. I mean, I always, I have this in my head that like, when I read something, other people know that information, but that's not the case. Like not everyone reads a zillion books, you know, um, So I want to share a couple things from this book that really resonated with me. Um, In the book, she's talking about meaning. And this has been a big struggle for me for the last like three or four years is just feeling like I didn't, I wasn't living in alignment, like with my own purpose and my own values and my own, all of these things. Right. Um, And I've had to like make some major changes and shifts and reevaluate my career, my goals, all of those things. Um, so this book, I went to the library and I'm looking at all these audio books on, audio books on CD. Um, and there's not a ton, but this one, it kind of like glowed out at me. know I'm not a visual person and it doesn't actually glow, but there's something about my friend has this when she does tarot too. She lays out the cards and she looks at them and like one will kind of almost like pop out And this is what happened when I was looking at these books. I was looking at them. There's all fiction, nonfiction, whatever. And there's not a lot of selection, but this one was kind of like glowing out at me, you know? So I picked it clearly. Um, Where was I going to go? Here's the thing. This might be all over the place, but I recorded a whole podcast yesterday and I feel like it was really good. But then I listened to it and the audio was so bad. So I'm wearing my husband's headphones and there's a story to that too, um, about manifesting. So I'll start there. Um, my husband, so, okay, first of all, I lost my headphones a while ago. I've done this several times. I've talked about it. I am a headphone loser. I lose headphones. I don't know why. I don't know why I can't, can't, can't keep them. My favorite headphones are these headphones that wrap around my neck. So I don't lose them because I kind of wear them as a scarf. Um, anyways, I lost those. And, um, I said to myself, I'm like, I'm not buying myself another pair of headphones. This is this is madness, you know? So I said, okay, I want a new pair of headphones and I have some crappy headphones here that I can use to listen to stuff, but for recording something, not so much. Um, so I said to myself, I need a new pair of headphones. I don't want to pay for them, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then like literally 40 minutes later, my friend showed up at my door. This was around Christmas time with a pair of red headphones she bought from Marshalls for me because I was, we we voice note all the time. And I was like, oh I haven't been able to respond to you because I lost my headphones. So she immediately, she, she wanted me to be able to voice note. So she would have got me headphones and they were great for listening, but not great for recording. So I was like, Oh, I need to be more specific with my, um, manifesting. Right. So I just said out loud to the universe, "Ah, I need some new headphones, get me some new headphones, you know? And so, um, I did the whole, okay, I actually want nice headphones. If I'm gonna manifest headphones, I'm gonna want some, you know, AirPods or something, some good headphones. And um, I don't know, this was like in December, and then my husband this week brought home AirPod Pros for me. And I was like, Where'd these come from? He's like, I had it in my room, like he's a teacher, he had it in his room on his desk, like someone left it in the classroom told his his students nobody claimed them so it was a couple months and he brought them home he's like oh I guess they're yours now but then I connected it and it was like it says the person's name on them so I'm like I cannot take this because I know that there's an owner to them even though I knew there was an owner anyways but in my heart and my soul like as a good person I just so I said to him I'm like it doesn't have the full name it just says Liza Do you know anyone and then he, he was able to track her down so that's all good but at the same time I was like I've just been given two pairs of headphones and uh, I need to be more specific. Okay. I need headphones that are not stolen, that are not, not that my husband stole stolen, but you know, like that are not someone else's, like gift me a headphone or like win headphones. That would be good. You know, anyways, for now, my husband works all day and he has a pair of headphones. So I'm going to just use him, his, and that's fine. Anyways, that was a long story sure about manifestation. But my point is if you're trying to manifest something into your life, be very specific Another example of this is last year, I really wanted a, uh, or a couple of years ago, I really wanted a um, drawing pad, uh, like an iPad with Procreate or something, like something where I could draw. And I was so excited. My mom's like, oh, your brother-in-law is getting you one, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, amazing. And so on my birthday, he gave me, uh, and I'm super appreciative of this, he gave me a really big like Wacom tablet, but I already have a couple of those it's not, it's not exactly what I wanted, but in, like, I got exactly what I asked for, but I wanted one with a screen that I could actually draw on, you know, for, because I do a lot of art, and I, I was like, maybe I should waste less paper, you know, or canvases, and, and, uh, I'm at heart, at heart, not at heart, my profession for many years was being a graphic designer, right, so, um, having a tablet would have been nice. Anyways, I kind of, Stopped even wanting that, but it was funny like within a week I got this pad, but it wasn't actually what I wanted. So, being super specific because uh, the universe doesn't really know unless you add those very, very specific details, and then also like think about how you feel if you got the item or whatever. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my headphones. I hope that wasn't annoying. I'm not used to these. Um, okay, I wanted to go back to the book that I was reading, The Power of Meaning. So, in this book. It was talking about how people, um, people who in their careers feel like they have purpose and meaning, um, they went through the different types of careers that people genuinely feel like they have purpose. And this is, this is not like a hard and fast rule. Like, obviously there's some people who work as teachers that don't feel Um, like they have meaning or purpose. I I feel like teachers is a bad example because I feel like most teachers probably feel like they have something unless they're terrible teachers. My husband's a teacher. He never comes home and is like, ah, what's my purpose in life? You know, like he, he knows he's going to school. He's teaching kids. He's making a difference. He's like, you know, and I'm sure a brain surgeon doesn't come home at the end of the day and go, man, I don't feel like I did something good with my life. You know, I... I uh, So anyways, the book talked about the different professions where, where you feel like you have purpose and the ones that you don't. And one of the interesting things they talked about was how um, certain jobs that do have purpose, that we should value, the people doing those jobs don't feel like they have purpose. So, for example, like a PSW, um, someone in a hospital. I mean, not PSW. What's the job? Personal? Uh, PSWs are the ones that help with, like, moving people around and stuff. So, yes, that would be probably one, um but like in hospital the the staff that cleans up you know the people that come in and take the sharp containers out, clean the garbages, um sanitize everything those are really important jobs they're really important. if we didn't have those, we would be you know in a state of we probably all have polio, you know, like this kind of these kind of jobs are really important, but the problem is the people that are in these roles don't ever, maybe they don't not don't ever, but often don't even get acknowledged. And that's a big thing. And I think that's something that we all need to work at. It's not, you know, you don't need to work on getting more people to praise you or whatever. We need to work on like acknowledging humans in general. It doesn't matter if you think that their job is less than what you're doing. What they're doing is important, you know. Every role we have in this earth is valuable, and if you walk by someone in the hospital, give them a smile, give them a nod, say hello, good morning, good afternoon, even if they're cleaning cleaning up garbage, you know. One of the things that I've learned through lots of research with near death experience is it's the little moments in life that are more important than the big ones we often like go towards like these giant grand gestures dr- big you know career moves um solving the problem to you know war or whatever i we think about like our life and our purpose and doing these massive things feeling like you know you need to do something big to make a difference but it's really the little moments it's the it's the smiling at the person changing your garbage asking how their day was showing the people that don't feel like they're worthy, that they are worthy. Those little moments are so important. And I just wanted to say that because I feel like we're so disconnected. There's so many people that are just disconnected. You know, I am such a people watcher when I go to the hospital, which is not very often. um, I'm like, I'm not one of the people that sits on my phone and texts. I literally sit there and just, watch people which may sound creepy but like I watch people's interactions with the nurses with with the staff and literally everyone just has their head down unless they're complaining unless they're you know and this is not again a hard and fast rule like obviously there's kind people out there there's people and everyone can be texting very important information to their loved ones so no judgment but I do feel like we're all kind of in our own space we think about ourselves we think about our our family our unit but everyone else around us it's like they're characters in a video game that don't matter do you know what i mean like they're just but the thing is we are all connected and that's going to move on to my next point in this book they're talking about um meditation and i'm a big advocate for meditation i haven't i haven't meditated in a couple of days actually but and i always feel a little scattered when i don't do it for a while but meditation Um, If you don't fully understand it or you've never fully gotten into it, um, it just seems like, oh, what are you just doing? They're sitting there in silence. Like, how can that do anything? Well, there's so much more to it. So in this book, they're talking about how when you meditate. So they did this scan on your brain, a brain scanner. I'm not sure what method they used, if it was a brain mapping or EEG or whatever. I don't know the science behind it, but... Uh, They did this test on people meditating. I think it was the Sufi spiritual something or other. I don't know. They did this whole thing. What they found was the part of your brain that um, makes you feel like an individual. Like, uh, it's like your sense of self, your sense of knowing where you are in this world. So like, If you're sitting on the couch, cross-legged, you know you're there. That part of your brain and that part of knowing that you're you and, you know, you're a nurse and you have three kids or whatever. Like the the part of you that makes you you in your brain turns off. And that sounds like, oh, don't you want to know who you are? Course, of course, you live your life day to day. You should know who you are. You should, you know, know who your family is, whatever. Know that you're sitting on a couch, whatever. But during meditation, this deep meditation, like you have to get into it. You can't just sit there for five minutes and be like, um, you know, maybe you can't get into it. But, um, during this deep meditation, that part of your brain turns off. And what happens is you are able to jump in and connect to like a universal consciousness so what happens is that disconnect that feeling of like being your individual self and not being connected to other people goes away and you're able to this is like astral travel and stuff. you're able to access and feel more connected it's a beautiful thing and that's why i highly recommend i mean i recommend meditation for many reasons but this is like it's really cruel cool and fascinating and i love i love the science behind it like that the fact that that part of your brain is off and so when you get it like sometimes you'll have stuff come up that's not even about you right like it's about your neighbor or whatever um but it's coming through in the meditation because you're in that like stream of consciousness where you don't have any individuality that's pretty cool right i think so i think it's pretty cool um sorry i am i i wrote this whole like i did this whole podcast yesterday, and I felt like I had so much good stuff to say. Um, and then I uploaded it, and I listened, and I was like, "Oh no, that's not good." So I'm just—I have my transcript. I want to see if there's anything per- important that I need to talk about. Uh, oh, storytelling. Okay, so another part of this book. So obviously, I podcast. And I love podcasting. It's one of my favorite things to do. If someone gave me a bazillion dollars, maybe not even a bazillion, I would just podcast. I think that's what I would do. I'd probably have a couple podcasts and I would do that because I think that sharing your story and sharing what you learn is super valuable. You know, I could be reaching someone from Australia right now. Good day, mate. And something I say could get through to someone and make a difference in their life. And I feel like that alone makes me feel like i have meaning and purpose so in this book um they're talking about how as i was saying before um certain people feel like they have purpose in their jobs and certain people don't um and obviously there's genetics and and whatever a bunch of different things involved in like how we mentally feel about ourselves but um, like t- typically people in like retail jobs people, p- people who who work in fast food all these jobs that are like food food industry jobs like they're really important we need to be we need to eat we need to do these things like if someone doesn't do it then it doesn't exist like these are important but they don't feel important and and i think that um acknowledging people in life is important but back to um, sorry, I'm trying to like make this make sense. (laughs) Sorry, guys. So the storytelling, um, talking about people and their roles in life. And there was this woman who had started a company, um, totally forget what it was called, but a business where people share their stories and she helps them like write a script and perform these stories. So they get like a one man show kind of thing. They go up there. They tell their story about grief or loss or or something that's happened in their life, okay, and by doing this, they're able to process through some stuff. you know the thing that people don't realize my husband, I love him to death, but he will never share his story with anyone. He has a closed book, I know his story because i've lived it, lived it, but even like the story of his childhood, he doesn't share anything, and it's if you don't share it kind of holds you back from growing um and uh, I feel like he's grown a lot since his father passed away um, and it's made him like process through things. I don't know why I'm saying this, but um, this company started this whole thing where you go and you you um, tell your story, you craft it, whatever. And I that really hit home to me. I was like, I've worked in publishing for... 15 years and I feel like part of my job in publishing was like helping people's stories be heard right um getting their stories out there in a book format and magazine whatever like I worked in magazine before I did uh educational publishing and then I did trade publishing but a lot of it is like taking someone's story or taking a story and making it captivating whatever so I feel like that's part of my purpose um The interesting thing they were saying about the storytelling. So they were talking about how there's two different ways of storytelling. I'm sure there's multiple different ways, but when you go through something hard or tragic or traumatic in your life, there's this time period where it's hard to tell your story because you can't actually reflect on the things that happened in a healthy way. So it's like when you tell your story, um, when your, your wounds are wounds, and not scars, like the time to tell your story is when they're scars, you, they've healed, there's still the mark, you're always gonna have it. You're always gonna have that scar, but you're able to look back, you know, at the event, at the, the thing that happened and say, okay, if that didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened or like this good thing came out of it or I learned this lesson, this giant lesson that's gonna change who I am going forward in my life, right? so um through this storytelling um practice you're able to like reflect and realize you know what good came of it or what changes what mental you know breakthroughs you made through this this thing happening because honestly we can't go through life unscathed right we cannot go through life without losing someone without hurting ourselves without losing a job without all of these things right there's our life is never going to be picture perfect all the time. There's going to be moments, but those moments we're supposed to reflect on them and like realize the purpose of them. So then when you're able to do that and I try to do this like on a daily basis, like why did this happen? Blah blah. When you do that, your life makes more sense. It starts to like, Oh, that in grade seven, this happened to me. And now this is happening to me. And you connect the dots. Like if it's, it's a pretty magical, crazy thing. Um, but so they went into, in this book, they went into more research about storytelling. And one of the things that I thought was really cool was they were getting people to tell the story as if it didn't happen. So say something bad. Okay, for example, I had a kid when I was 17. Uh, And to a lot of people, that would be like traumatic. And it was, like, it was um, a really hard, scary, very, very scary point in my life. You know, nobody I knew had kids. I was 16 when I got pregnant, barely 17 when I had him. Sorry, I'm just fixing my headphone. And, uh, it was scary, you know, really scary. And, um, my parents were just not okay with it. Like everything at that, it felt like world war 17. Like it was just, everything was so crazy. There was so much um, conflict in my life at that time. And, and I think if I, if I go back and I tell the story, if I never got pregnant, I never met his dad, I never, you know, all these things, what would my life look like? And I would not want that. Like, I am so blessed to have Hunter, my son in my life. He is just, he's brought so much joy to not only me, but so many people, you know, and through me having a baby at a young age, it taught me Resilience, hard work, like, it just completely changed me as a human being. If I hadn't have had him, I might, you know, have been a really heavy drinker. Yeah, who knows? I might have gotten really into partying or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell that story, and there's a huge void missing from my life if I tell it without him there, right? Um, like, I, just thinking about it, it's obviously getting me emotional, but, like, the impact he's had on so many people's lives, um, is wild, but I, I give that example and I don't mean t- like to throw in a baby because you could, your traumatic thing could be having an abortion, right? And your story could still be a positive story if you tell it, you know, in the way where you process it, where you have the baby, right? It's just about like kind of, um, looking at the whole picture and realizing the outcomes that came because of your decision or because of the trauma or tragedy that you've gone through, right? Um, And I think it's really important that we tell our stories. but I never really thought about telling your story as if it happened a different way. Um, I've never thought about that. And it really made me think, and I've started to go through different things in my life. And it makes you like, appreciate the hard things, you know? When you lose someone, it's so hard and you carry that grief like a backpack, you know? You carry it with you but you learn so much along the way and it cracks your, you open to different things and and uh, whatnot. So um, this is me encouraging you to tell your story. Um, I had the idea to start like a podcast where similar to what the woman was talking about, um, where she got people on stage, helped them craft their stories and they would tell their stories. And I'm thinking about doing something similar to that. Um, but through podcast format where people can tell their stories of, of loss, of grief, of whatever, but be able to like reflect on those on on everything. So it does if that interests you at all, email me at rollcreative at gmail.com. I don't I haven't planned it at all, but it's something that's in the back of my head. I also wanted to make a little announcement that I do have plans with another with a friend of mine who i met through this podcast. Her name is Sarah. She is wonderful. And we've developed an incredible bond. Um, and we've kind of we've been toying around the idea of doing a podcast for a while, and we're kind of actually getting into the planning stage of it now. It's going to be really cool. I will announce more about it later. But Sarah is a has a PhD in chemistry. She is highly intelligent, and she brings something that I don't to the table. I'm not saying I'm not highly intelligent. I read books like, whoa, I read a lot. I'm like good while hunting, you know, like, well, not quite. I don't have a photographic memory. Clearly, I have aphantasia. but I read a ton. Um, But I don't have the education, right? My education is I went to school for advertising for three years at a community college. Um, I excelled there and I've excelled at my careers and whatever, but I don't have any sort of like science background or you know, master's degree or PhD. And Sarah does, but she also has this like spiritual side where she's been opening up to our spiritual gifts. And, but she also just like gets really into the science and stuff. So we'll have conversations and I'll say, oh, this happened. And she'll kind of get into the sciency part of it. And, and I find it so interesting. And I think that you will too, having that, the two sided conversation, the anecdotal, like the big questions. And we merge science and spirituality. And, uh, I think it'll be really great. So stay tuned if you wanna get um if you wanna like keep in the loop and want to know when that comes out, on my website, advantagioexperiments.com. There is like a email sign-up. I don't send out emails typically, but I am trying to build my my list. So when I have something like, hey, a new podcast, I can email out. Um I just need to get organized there. <laughs> haven't done that yet, but Wanted to say that. Also, if you have a story that you want to share, I would love to hear from you. You could email me, growthwellcreative at gmail.com. You could send me a voice memo. You just send it to me, email it to me. Um, if, you, if you have a story that you want to share on a podcast, I can start collecting them. Um, but it's that, that, the podcast, the storytelling podcast is probably not not gonna be for a while. Uh, but the other one with my friend Sarah, I feel like will come soon and I'm really excited about it. We have so many cool things we want to talk about. Um, and I think it'll be really fascinating. She also, just to throw that out there, she also has Aphantasia, so that'll be something we we discuss and how our brains are similar and different. And we'll talk to other people with Aphantasia and other scientists and other spiritual leaders and whatever. Um, it's gonna be great. So throwing that out there, also if you have any cool Ideas for names of our new podcast—that would be cool too. Do a poll, maybe. Um, I guess I need names to make a poll. But if you have any suggestions for, you know, a podcast where you bridge science and spirituality and ask the big questions and get to the bottom of the mysteries of the world, I was thinking something about the ether, but I don't know. If you have any ideas, let me know. Um, what else did I have to talk about today? My friend was telling me a story yesterday, and this is something I didn't, didn't talk about in the podcast I did yesterday, so maybe that's why I didn't record well. So my friend, she's also an intuitive, um, very spiritual. She's one of my, one of the people I talk to regularly on a daily basis, and she makes me feel like um, I'm heard and seen and whatever. I am very, very blessed, and this is another thing. I am very blessed to have people have meaningful con- connections with daily and i'm going to go back here this is not where i was going to go with this but in the book it talks about connection and it, it had i'm not going to get the dates wrong but they did this study in like 2004 or something maybe earlier than that and they asked people how many meaningful connections and conversations do you have on a weekly basis and it was like one to four or something and i was like what that is how many meaningful conversations people have in a week one to four. One to four. And now I want you to sit there and think about how many meaningful conversations you have in a week. How many how many times you sit down? And then what you I mean by meaningful conversation. They explained it in the book. It's like when you sit with someone or like you're on the phone with someone, whatever, but you're you're listening to them with your full heart and mind, and they're listening to you and providing feedback. Like it's a conversation and you are directly having an interaction with another person and you're not distracted by other things. You're not like, and you're not just talking about, Hey, the blue Jays lost in this world series yesterday. You know, you're talking about things that matter, not that that doesn't matter, but like heart heartfelt things, you know, um, anyway, people don't have those. People don't have those one to four. Come on. That's not enough. That is not enough to feel connected and, and, Good, you know, I'm so blessed to have, like, one to four conversations an hour. I'm like, it's, I'm so. I listened to that and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. I have such great friendships where I feel heard, and I love listening to my friends. I love hearing from them. I, it brings me so much joy. Um, anyway, my friend. This was a tangent. I I probably just had to say that. So, um, my friend is telling me yesterday she. Had what, what was she doing? She had a coaching call, so she does like um spiritual, like she's an art therapist, um an intuitive, whatever. But she um she either had a coaching call or something. Oh man, what exactly was it? See, I sound like a bad listener right now, but she was going on and she told me a bunch of different stories about when this happened, and it's been an ongoing thing for me. So um, oh I think she she did a podcast and she did something else and she felt really good about it she felt like she was like channeling it it came out really quickly and I often feel like that when I'm podcasting too it's like it comes out so easily it just like free flows out of me the words I never know what I'm talking about it just flows out of me but then often what happens after and this is what she was telling me yesterday was she crashes so after she did this yesterday and she told me that it happened when she did a coaching call she felt really good about it they felt great feedback and then after she just like laid on the couch and melted into it because she was so exhausted so you can feel really good and then like immediately feel bad and we were talking about this and we're like what does that mean and then we were both like Tyler Henry so if you've seen uh Netflix the Tyler Henry um oh my god what's it called afterlife just google Tyler Henry on Netflix if you have Netflix And by Google, I mean just, like, type in Tyler Henry and Netflix because it's not Google. Um, Clearly, I use Google as a verb. It's a good one. Um, On the program, it shows Tyler Henry. He does these readings, and then he'll be, like, dead to the world in his bed, exhausted. And I think it's because he doesn't fully know how to, like, properly protect himself, ground himself, whatever. But I don't either. I've been trying, and I've tried different things, and sometimes I have, you know, good... I was just burping. People say that when you burp, it's like spirit trying to come through. Um, and I don't burp very often. What was I even talking about? Um, I don't know. Jen? Oh, yeah, Tyler Henry. So if anybody out there is listening to this and you're like, oh, sometimes I give the best advice or like I, I feel like I'm channeling or I feel like I'm doing something and then you crash i i think what's happening is spirit is like coming through you and using you as like a tool to get the message across you know i often feel like when i podcast i don't feel like i even have control like it's like you have to podcast today and and the i'll be have to work and then something gets thrown at me like you can't work today you know they're there's a giant snowstorm. You can't be on the road. Okay, fine. I'll podcast today. You know, I feel like the universe needs me to do it. Um, But then often I do this, I'll pace and I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm rambling, rambling, rambling. And then after I'll just be so tired. And I think what's happening is spirit is like communicating through, through me. And that takes a lot of energy. Like I have to raise my vibration. They have to lower their vibration. And, um, and then after that, it's like just a vibrational clusterfuck. And I don't know how to, how to solve this problem. Um, I will. And I will communicate it to you. Um, I've recently met a couple people. And this is very interesting because I, as you know, if you've listened to my podcast, I did a whole thing on grounding and how important it is. And I still think it's really, really important. And um, But I live in Canada, in Ontario, and I get cold. And I don't like being cold. And then I don't go outside and I don't, I'm not grounded. It's a whole thing. And I've been thinking about, okay, how can I stay grounded in the wintertime? And Sarah, who is the one I'm going to start this podcast with, shared, and I think I've shared this on the thing before, about how when she used to do uh, experiments or sciencey stuff (laughs) in the lab or whatever, they would have to like go and ground themselves in between stuff. Once we start the podcast, she will explain this better. Sorry, Sarah. If I'm butchering your story, but she they would have to like go to the basement and touch a pole or something to ground themselves. So I try to do this at home, where I have copper pipes in my basement. I'll go and I'll hold the the pipe for a couple minutes to ground myself. I I do totally forget to do this often, but um, it is a tool to help ground you. So if you're feeling ungrounded, try doing that. But I recently met someone who I really connected with. Super intuitive. Just like we shared our you know, crazy, um, mystical experiences. And when you meet someone and within a half an hour, you're telling them about the prophetic dreams you've had, you know, they're your people, you know? So, uh, she was definitely my people. And she was telling me how for Christmas, she got a grounding mat. And I feel like I need to get me one of these. She says, it's the best thing ever. I don't fully understand how it works. If you have a grounding mat company and you want me to test it out, holler at me. I, I, I will test your product out, no problem. Um, but the grounding mat is really cool. And then my friend Jen went out with a colleague and they were like, oh, we just got this grounding mat. It's the most amazing thing. And I'm like, how weird is it that two people told us about their grounding mats in a week? So maybe that's something I need to look into further, A grounding mat. Um, if you struggle with grounding and you have a grounding mat, please let me know what your experience is, what brand you got, what where you got it from, I would love to learn more. I don't, I really don't know a lot about them. But uh, uh, grounding is something that comes through for me all the time. I feel like often with like the spiritual stuff, I feel like I almost float away from my body sometimes. So to grounding kind of brings my spirit back into myself because I, I always want to be connected to spirit and whatever. But if you're never in your body, then you're not really living on earth right like you're not actually learning the lessons you're supposed to if you're you're kind of like not in your body I hope that makes sense so it's important to ground yourself it, and, and get out of your head sometimes too get out of your body sometimes but like day to day we should ground ourselves we should be in our body we should know who we are you know and then do your meditation where you get to go off into the stream of consciousness and be someone else for a while um, yeah and now my mind is completely blank it's gone it's out the woods out the woods anyways i think that's all i'm gonna talk about today i am trying to think if i have anything about aphantasia i want to talk about aphantasia mm. i don't know if i talked about yeah i think i talked about nikola tesla and how he gets like these flat he got these flashing lights in the set oh yes no i had something else to say Ha! Ah. This is something I missed in my podcast yesterday, too. Ha. Huh. The Tesla thing just made me think of it, but it has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. So last week, or two weeks ago, I got, my kids got really sick. My daughter was, like, violently ill. And um, and my other daughter got really sick after her tumbling competition. It is just, I was so run down from, like, taking care of sick kids, having them, like, cough and barf in my face. You know, those kind of things. Anyways, I got a stye in my eye, and it's the worst I've ever had. I've had a couple, like, on the outside of my eye, but this was on the inner part of my eyelid, and it got really poofy. It looked like I had a black eye, and it was so painful. Not painful. So uncomfortable. Like, pain isn't the right word for it. It was so uncomfortable because the light, any light was, like, making, I'd have, like, the... You know, night driving, I'm terrible at night driving, not terrible at night driving, but I hate driving at night because I get a glare. I think it's called astigmatism. I might be totally off on that, but I get like this glow unless I wear glasses and I always forget mine. But long story short, this is what I had with the sty. So my eye was so irritated by the light and I think it's because my tear ducts weren't working properly or something was blocked. So the light was so bright. And I, what I was trying to do was just walk around with one eye closed. And when you do that, the other cl- eye wants to close. And it's not natural. Like, you just start feeling tired because one eye is closed and then your other eye is overworking and blah, blah, So I was like, I can't do this. Like, I, I just want to sleep all the time because my eyes are so tired. So I ended up putting a face mask over one eye and keeping the eye open. And we were watching a show, my husband and I. Uh, with and I had my mask on. I ended up getting a pirate a pirate eye the next day because I was like, "This is ridiculous." Um, anyways, I was watching the show with him, and I had both eyes open. So instead of like winking, which is what I was doing for like days, I had one both one eye open. I could not see anything out of the black eye, so the the eye with the patch, and the other eye was watching the show. Okay. And so I know I have a lot of listeners who have Aphantasia. Obviously, this is an Aventasia podcast. Um, And I'm going to ask this question. When you close your eyes, do you see black or, like, the color of your eyelids, whatever it is, whatever lighting is? Like, sometimes mine are more orange, sometimes mine are, like, brownie. But basically, all I see is my eyelids when I close my eyes. Okay? I put this eye patch on, or I had a face mask on half my eye. And I'm watching this show and I have my eye open, it's black, so I, it's like I have an eyelid on, but I don't, right? <laughs> does this make sense? What happened was I started seeing almost like static, like if you were to look at a TV that the channel wasn't working or whatever, like that static, so they even do that anymore, is that like before 2000s? If you had cable TV and you turned the TV on, it was static. That That is what I got, but like dark, like black, but with static, okay? this is interesting. This is not what I should be seeing. I should just be seeing black. It was just after staring at the TV for a while, right? One of my eyes is capturing the show. One of my eyes is capturing the eye patch. And all of a sudden these pixels start formulating and I'm like, what the hell? So it's like static, but then the static starts forming into pictures that are on my left eye. So my left eye is watching the show and my right eye is taking these pixels and starting to form faces. And, and like, it's starting to form the things I see on the left side. I don't understand what is happening, but I feel like that it might be a clue to something. So, if you have Aphantasia, i watching TV for a couple hours, don't do it all the time. But like, just try with an eye patch on, and tell me what happens. Keep your eye open, don't keep it closed. So it should look black, tell me if anything comes through. It doesn't happen immediately. Like I did not notice it immediately. I watched a whole hour show and like halfway through, I was like, this is weird, something's happening here. So just like my experiment with the lights in your eyes and like closing your eyes and describing what you, you see, it doesn't happen within two minutes. If you wanna develop your visualization skills, it takes some time and, and focus. And so also what was happening once it started happening and I was like realizing and I'm like, okay, Maybe this is like me learning how to visualize. I don't know. Who knows? But I start thinking about it and then it goes away. And it's like this constant like focus, unfocus, focus, unfocus. I don't know how to describe it, but it took so much brain powder, powder, brain powder, brain power to kind of stay into that, that the mode where my pixels started forming. forming. And then as soon as my brain really realized it, it would go away and I'd have to get back into that state. And there was a weird thing happening with my eyes. So, like, my eyes were focusing on the TV. And it was, like, something crazy was happening in my brain when this was going on. And we watched, like, an hour show. And I thought it would make me, like, less tired wearing the iPad. But I think what was happening was my brain was doing stuff to, like, it was, like, it was trying to tell my other eye what to see, you know? And I don't know. I don't know if it has anything to do with, like, learning how to visualize or, you know, I don't know. But it was a weird experience. And I feel like if my eye is completely covered, I shouldn't see anything. So, A, I'm wondering, has anyone had an experience like this? B, when you close your eyes or when you have something covering your eyes, do you see pure blackness or whatever color the thing is covering your eyes? Or you start seeing pixelation, static, whatever? Tell me. I want to know... I wanna know, I wanna know what happens to other people. And if you do this experiment on yourself, please tell me if you have, any, if you have a similar result or whatever, let me know. I think that's all for today. Um, again, you can email me at rofocreative at gmail.com. You can go to my website. There's a lot of ways to get through to me there. I have on, on my website, I have an experiments tab where we can go in and share your mystical stories Um, I love hearing about near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, anything about Aphantasia, any sort of insight. If you go there and submit your story, you can submit it anywhere. I will read it, um, and I will try to get back to you as soon as possible. I love hearing from uh, my listeners, and um, please share this with anyone you think might might, uh, gain something from this. That is it for for now. Don't forget to tell your story, listen to other people's stories and connect and meditate. Thank you so much and have a wonderful, amazing, fabulous day and probably month. You know, I probably won't podcast for a while. Maybe I will. Maybe it'll be next week. I don't know. Have a great day.